Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. What's up, guys? I hope everyone out there is having a great day today. On today's solo episode, we're going to dive into a topic that is near and dear to my heart, which is vulnerability. How do we show up and be our true selves in situations where there's no guarantee that we're going to succeed? And how can we use our own insecurities and our own challenges and failures to teach others on our team to be more effective? And then finally, how can we put the appropriate boundaries on that so that we do it in an appropriate and effective way and we're not just dumping all of our emotional trash on others, right? I tell you, vulnerability is like rocket fuel for building relationships. And on this episode, we'll talk about why and how to do it appropriately and effectively as a leader in professional context. So I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? Today, I want to dive into vulnerability. And as I think about examples of vulnerability that I've seen in my own professional career, one that jumps to mind is when I first started A New World, we had moved across the country. It was an extremely challenging role, really smart people, a role I quite honestly had no reason to have, right? I didn't feel qualified for the role at all. I mean, it was a role where I was managing a team to deliver analytics for clients, right? So I managed a client relationship and the team. And I remember just feeling completely outclassed and in over my head as I was getting ready for my first client presentation. And I remember our region VP, right? So a super high level guy taking me aside and telling me about his first client presentation and how he completely screwed it up. He was late. He shared the wrong information. He couldn't answer their questions. He almost blew the entire relationship. Now, while you might say, that might scare me, right? I don't want to do the same thing. It, what it actually did was it gave me space to know that I didn't have to be perfect, that he made it this far when he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. He survived. I could survive too. And that actually helped me open up and perform a little bit better. It also helped build a stronger relationship and stronger trust with him. And, and that's what I mean when I talk about vulnerability in a professional setting. Now, In that example, he pulled back the veneer of perfection and showed me how he was flawed, which made me a bit more comfortable in being honest about my own flaws and helped me to perform more effectively. And vulnerability is like rocket fuel for building stronger relationships, regardless of the context, whether we're talking personal or professional. There was a study done at Stony Brook University where the professor took two separate groups of students. He put them in rooms, paired them off for 45-minute interviews. Group one was given specific questions that were factual and shallow in nature. So what's your favorite TV show, right? What year were you born? What's your favorite season? Things like that. Group two's questions started off basic and factual, but then they eventually progressed into deeper questions like what role does love play in your life? And when was the last time that you cried? And the last question was of all the people in your family whose death would be the most disturbing for you, right? So getting pretty deep there. So what they found was fascinating. That group two rated their relationships with their interview partner as far stronger than group ones. That's maybe not so fascinating. But what is crazy is that they went out and surveyed other college students of the same demographics. 
And they asked them about the closest person in their lives and how close they felt to them. And when they compared that to the ratings from the Group 2 interviewees, they found that those Group 2 folks were still significantly stronger. The bond that they felt was much stronger than the bond of the individuals on campus and how strongly they felt about people in their own lives already. Right. So this stuff is super powerful and it just fascinates me. And when you bring it to the professional space, it can also be really powerful, but I think we have a lack of vulnerability in today's space, right? Things are more uncertain than they've ever been. We expect our leaders to know everything and not make mistakes, or at least that's how they perceive their roles to be. And that leads to a situation where maybe not surprisingly, leaders are afraid to show the cracks in their armor. They're afraid to be courageous and be vulnerable. But studies have found that vulnerable leaders lead to greater innovation and greater engagement with their employees. So why aren't more leaders vulnerable? Well, I think one reason is that it feels uncomfortable, right? It feels very difficult to open up and and share those things that you're most worried about other people seeing. It's also viewed as a weakness, right? People think vulnerability means being weak, means asking for forgiveness, but it's really the opposite of that. Brene Brown, one of the true leaders around vulnerability, defines it as taking action when there's uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure, right? That doesn't sound like weakness. It sounds like courage. It sounds like leadership itself. It's really the courage to show up and be yourself as an authentic leader. Think about somebody who's recently opened up to you in a truly vulnerable way. What do you think about that person? Do you think that they're weaker somehow or softer because of that? That's probably the opposite. I know it is for me. And that highlights something else that Brene talks about, that we see vulnerability as courage in others, but as weakness in ourselves. And it's that view of vulnerability in ourselves that we need to turn on its head. So as leaders, how can we open ourselves up to being more vulnerable, but in a productive and appropriate way in a professional setting? Well, like so many other things related to communication, starts with self-awareness. You have to start to become aware of where are your strengths and weaknesses? Where are those cracks in your armor? But going deeper, where do you tend to lose emotional control a bit in a professional context? How do your biases impact the decisions that you make every day? What are some of the biggest professional failures and what can your team learn from them? Right? Those are examples of how to get a bit deeper from a self-awareness perspective into things that you might want to think about being vulnerable about with your team in areas where maybe today you're putting up a bit of a barrier and not being vulnerable, and that's actually keeping you away from your team. Courageous leaders, they they leverage the woundedness that they feel, if you will, into really genuine and powerful connections with the people on their team. They embrace those moments of vulnerability and of, of mistakes and of challenges And they make them opportunities to build bigger bonds with the people that trust them and the people on their team. The other note there is that people are really attuned to inauthenticity, right? We pick up when others aren't being authentic with us. And if you're trying to be that fearless leader when you're really not, and the majority of folks have a lot of insecurities behind their leadership, they feel that they're a bit of an imposter, right? You can't fake it. People pick up on that. Instead, you have to be open and honest about maybe what you're struggling or what you don't know or what you need help with or what you're thinking about what's on your mind. What are the emotions that are underlying the decisions that you're making? So that's the first thing. You got to start to be self-aware of who you are, where your challenges are, what are your strengths and your weaknesses. The second thing is to embrace truth. You have to be more interested in understanding reality than being right 
or feeling good, if you will, right? You don't want people to just sugarcoat what they're telling you because they're afraid to tell you the truth. And that really starts with sharing your own truth, sharing in a candid way what you know and what you don't know, asking people for help and advice around decisions that you're trying to make. And more broadly, being honest about the direction of where the team is going or even where the company is going. When you're open and honest, folks tend to believe and trust in you much more. And when you ask for help where you're struggling or, or where you want their input, that authenticity builds stronger teams and stronger relationships down the road. The third key is around forgiveness and apologizing. Right? When you make a mistake, own up to it. Don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry, or I made a mistake, or I should have been thinking about that differently. Your team is going to learn from that. And you don't want your team to feel that they're in a situation where they have to be perfect either, because they're going to follow your lead. So when they make mistakes, you have to also show forgiveness and make that a learning and growth opportunity for them and for the team as a whole. And you're going to have an environment where your team is much more willing to innovate, take chances, make decisions, empower themselves, and take risks. Another great key is seeking feedback from your team. Getting an honest read, a 360-degree read on how you're performing and what you could be doing better, but then taking it a step further and sharing that feedback that you've received with your team. Right. So if your feedback says, hey, you don't really listen when I ask questions, right? or you don't really provide me with the coaching I need to get better in this specific skill, share that back with your team. Hey, I, I recognize that you shared this feedback. I'm struggling to coach you in this area. Here are the steps that I'm going to take to get better at this. Right? It really opens up the dialogue with the team and encourages them to be more open as well. Another great tip is to go outside of your comfort zone. Try new things that you've never done before. Because by definition, when we try new things, we feel vulnerable, right? We're out on the edge. These are things that we're not good at and we may look silly doing. The more we can put ourselves in that state and get comfortable with that, the more vulnerable we're going to be able to be in your day-to-day activities as a leader. Another great tip is try to create a culture of vulnerability. There was a really great excerpt I read in an article around a CEO of a hedge fund where when she brought people in to start the relationships, right, to maybe the first meeting with them in person talking about their performance, she started by talking about all the challenges that she faced when she first came into the role, right? So as being the first woman, the first woman CEO of this hedge fund, you can imagine all the fears she had swirling around in her head, right? Fears of looking stupid, fears of making mistakes and getting fired and making bad decisions. And by kind of sharing her fears, that allowed her team to open up and share their own honest fears and concerns. And it, it led to much more effective conversations. And it helps you to truly get to know them as people. But then it also helps you to start to address some of those false assumptions. Right? People are often afraid to take on big projects because they're afraid if they fail, they're going to get fired. And that might be the first, furthest thing from the truth, but that's the assumption that they're working on. Right? So we want to help them address those assumptions, but we can't address them until they're clear to us. And many times the way to get others to open up about those assumptions and fears is to first share our own. Now, the last tip is an important one, and it gets to really what do we mean by vulnerability? And that is we have to have appropriate boundaries. Right? When I say being vulnerable, I don't mean walking around sharing everything about your life and your struggles and everything that you're heavily emotional about with your team at work. Brene Brown says that vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability at all, right? There's got to be boundaries that are appropriate to the workplace, 
and appropriate to the conversation and the setting that you're in. And we all have a good feel about what those right boundaries are, and we have to make sure that we're managing them, right? This isn't about dumping all of your trash, your emotional trash on the other person. This is about being open and honest in an appropriate way to deepen the relationship and the discussion based on the environment and context that you're in. So my recommendation as a next step would be to do some self-reflection Right? Where in your heart, in your heart of hearts, have you been pretending to know what you're doing, but you're really not? Where have you been acting invincible? And be honest about how that maybe has hurt your team's performance. If you were more honest about not knowing the answer or a past failure, where could they have learned and maybe have gotten better? And that's another note. Where can your team learn the most from your previous mistakes? And how can you start to open up about those and open up to being your authentic self a bit more as a leader? the answer to those questions are going to make you a better and more impactful leader. Again, being vulnerable isn't about dumping all your emotional trash out there. It's about showing up as yourself, your real true self, in situations where there is risk of failure, where you don't know what's going to happen. And that's scary, but we all deal with it. And that's why it is at the core of building strong relationships. And I always like to finish with a quote. So I have to finish with a quote from Brene Brown here. And her quote is, our ability to be daring leaders will never be greater than our capacity for vulnerability. So think about how you can leverage vulnerability to be a more effective leader and get out there and dare to be great. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the communication nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.